With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, March 1st, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. March 1st, huh? The month of college basketball madness has arrived, and today we'll talk about the Kansas Jayhawks, who clinched at least a share of their 17th Big 12 title under Bill Self with Tuesday's victory over Texas Tech. Another impressive streak, that was the 40th win in a row on senior night. So who comes up big for Kansas? Jalen Wilson and Kevin McCullough. They had big moments in that narrow victory, and we talk about it with beat writers Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada. We also discuss KU going forward. It looks like they'll be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, and we chatted about how the March Madness prospects are for the defending national champion. Okay, let's get started talking Kansas and college basketball. Seems to me, Gary and Shreyas, that the best time to do a senior night would be, or senior day would be Saturday afternoon at noon, um, and maybe not a weeknight at 8 p.m., uh, those senior night speeches tend to go on. I can remember years in which Kansas had four or five seniors, and uh, and 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 those take a while. Gary, do you have any good senior day or senior night memories of uh, anything that anybody ever said or the length of these things? Or they're quite an occasion at Kansas. Yeah. Um, well, usually you just are interested in the length of them and. I know Wayne Simeon's was like 40 minutes, <laughs> but uh, they usually have a tradition of thanking everybody, all the teammates, all the staff, all the coaches, so that all the fans. So when they get through all that, it takes a little while. But uh, lately they've been also combining Big 12 title presentations the trophy so last night travis goff gave the trophy to bill self so they add that so uh the fans all stick around so they enjoy the speeches and the players really enjoy them and their families so they're okay yeah more often than not they're uh they're, 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 besides the senior speeches and the um, and, and the long time it takes. There's also a trophy presentation. Treyas, this is your first year covering KU. Uh, Gary's covered every one of them since I believe the James Naismith era. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what were your impressions of the night? And uh, and and then we'll get into how Kansas played. We need to talk about that. But uh, is it forty? Did I see that right? Forty in a row, uh, senior night victories. I think the last one, if 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 my math is right, the last one they didn't win. That was Larry Brown's first year at Kansas. But what were your overall impressions of the night? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty evident how much uh, Jayhawks fans loves those guys. I mean, you know, they, the building was very loud. 
uh, when they introduced Kevin McCuller and then somehow it was even louder uh, when they introduced Jalen Wilson. Uh, I think they it was a little fitting that they were two of the most important players in the game, um, I think. And, uh, you know, I, I was just impressed. I mean, like, you know, you can see a guy like Kevin McCuller come in for one year, but how much he's been embraced by uh, Lawrence overall, the Jayhawks overall, his team and stuff like that. Um, and I think Self was obviously excited to get out of there with a, a victory at probably a little more energy taking, he said, than uh, he expected. Um, but, I mean, Texas Tech is one of those teams that just doesn't go away. And I think despite their uh, rough in-conference record, they're probably a team that should be a tournament team uh, just by most metrics and how tough they play. Um, but I, I was – I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun just to see how much love these guys get. Uh to see the game play out. And, and you know, you said it, 40, 40 games in a row, it feels like magic that they can't lose on senior night. <laughs> it is. It really is. And speaking of love that gets showered on these players, Gary, I, I know you won't forget the, the Jacques Vaughn senior night where the roses came down, right? And yeah, and that was that was in the – I think they did that in the pregame or they, they had some, you know, pregame ceremony and they had to delay the start of the game because the rose petals that had come off and they were trying to sweep up the rose petals. Um, it was crazy, crazy scene then, but, uh, yeah. So the game, interesting game, uh, Kansas uh, didn't trail in the second half, didn't trail since the early moments. And yet they never pulled away, never got comfortable. Um, that, that big guy for Texas tech had a, it, it was dominant inside. So, this is a week in which Kansas had two home games. Everybody pointed to is well, they'll you know, when people were talking about Big Twelve, the Big Twelve race and the chances for Kansas winning it. They looked at this week and said, "Well, that's two easy dubs for Kansas. They'll they'll be in a good position." So what happens? They you know they beat West Virginia by two, and Texas Tech takes them down to the wire. It's a one point game with a minute to go, and so I don't know, Shreyas, is there? Is there something? Is this a team that's just ready for the postseason, or are there some things to worry about here with Kansas? The way they played, uh, they get one more regular season game, of course, against Texas on Saturday. But having clinched a share of the Big Twelve, at least uh, maybe Kansas can start thinking about the postseason a little bit. What, what, what's your takeaway from the week and the way Kansas played? So obviously, I don't think it's a great sign that they were so close with these teams. Uh, but I think it's important to remember how good the bottom of the conference is compared to relative of the rest of the conference. I think Bill Self said it best. They're ready to get out of the Big 12, and I don't blame them. You know, they've been beating up on each other all year. Um, every team, it feels like it's been a gauntlet. Uh, you know, just seven wins ago before they won seven in a row, they had four losses. I don't think anyone could have predicted them win seven in a row, finishing off a season uh, on the verge of outright quitting, clinching the title. One thing I will say, though, um, I, I noticed this trend the last two games is they've been getting out-rebounded by teams, and they've typically done a pretty good job of out-rebounding teams, even though they've undersized in Big 12 play. Um, and I think that rebounding issues have caused games to be a lot closer than they appear to be, um, and they've kept teams like Texas Tech and West Virginia around. So if they keep on getting out-rebounded in the margins, they're getting out-rebounded, I think, by like eight, nine, ten rebounds – it's tough to win basketball games that way, especially if you're not hitting your threes and stuff like that. Um, that's something that I would keep an eye on. It's a small thing. It's not 
big yet, but two games in a row against teams that are physical and that are bigger. I'm curious to see how it plays out in the Big 12 tournament. And um, I think I will I will say I feel confident in Kansas' ability to hang with most teams outside of the Big 12 because of the fact that they've played against teams that are more physical, more tougher than them all year in the Big 12 conference play. You, you know, Gary, um, the, the, another common denominator between the two games, Saturday at w- the West Virginia game and then last night, was Kansas just had a trouble closing them out, right? They Against West Virginia, they had, a, I think it was a seven-point lead late, and then all of a sudden West Virginia's right there, um, you know, with, with, with two or three buckets in a row. And then, of course, last night they – uh, I think they were up four with the ball with a, with a couple minutes to go, and and their Texas yeah. Tech was you know winning you know by, by, you know down one and w- with the ball. So I, that, that's I, I don't know if Bill would address that specifically, but the fact that they couldn't close out either game the way that uh, Kansas would like, they won them of course, they won the games. So technically, yeah. they they did close them out, but made them close. Those those games ended up being tight at the end. Yeah, last night looked like they might blow it at the end because uh, when uh, Texas Tech hit that three from about half court with eight seconds left, Grady Dick got fouled immediately, and he hadn't hit a bucket all night. And if he bricks his free throws instead of making them, uh, Texas Tech would have had a chance to win at the buzzer. So. That would have been an all-time meltdown. Uh, but the KU's had a lot of games where the lead is going away, and it, and you would think it would be an all-time meltdown, but they always win. Uh, Grady Dick hits those free throws. I was talking to his dad, and that that's pretty impressive. I mean, he could have gone up there after having a miserable game offensively and bricked him, and but instead, he helped out the seniors. He helped assure the team a league title and swished them both. So uh, the funny thing is, I don't think Bill Mines, <laughs> he only cares about one thing, the W. Uh, they only played seven guys last night, basically. One, Counton Pettiford was eight. He played three minutes. And as long as they squeak him out, Bill and his desire for team toughness and all that – he doesn't care, you know, that that they, quote, almost blew it. Uh, they want it in his eyes, and they move on, you know. Yeah, he keeps – Bill keeps referring to, you know, a play at game point. He likes to, he likes yeah. to turn game point. And, well, Kansas creates game points because they're not holding on – you know, they're losing leads late in the game. But one of the – of course, I think the biggest play of the game, and I, you asked Bill Self about it directly, Gary, was the Kevin McCuller bucket – Ended about a five-minute streak of uh, no no buckets for yeah. no goals for KU, but it was a heck of an alert play by Kevin McCuller. I thought Kansas did exactly what it wanted to do. They got, you know, they got Wilson, you know, on the post, isolated. He made the move, did not make the shot. The ball caroms around, um, and and McCuller ends up with it and drops it in. What what did Bill have to say about that? Well, he was calling it one of his favorite plays ever. Uh, He's got a picture of a play in the Baylor game years ago in his office where five guys were diving for the ball, I think. And this one is another one because as soon as Wilson missed it, Wilson and Adams both dove for the ball. Uh, 
and they they were fighting tech for it and it it went over to McCullough, who made a nice little move down there to just drop it in so uh self is already he wants to see the replay badly because it sounds like a type of play he'll never forget because of the all out effort of more than a couple guys yeah, and K.J. Adams had a big role in that as well. When I looked at the replay, I didn't yeah. see it live, but K.J. Adams was the one that made sure that Tech did not come up with a clean rebound on that. And and, and that's when the ball started bounding around under the basket. And, uh, and yeah, Bill was really uh, just over the top with his praise for McCullough and, and the hustle on that play. And so just earlier in the week, or was it late last week, uh, McCuller was named uh, a finalist for the National Defensive Player of the Year, and uh, and, and, and for for moments like that, I, I don't know statistically if that was considered a steal or just a a loose ball rebound. I, I don't know what the stats say, but it was a very alert play by Kevin McCuller, and um, and and the, the type of highlight play that you need to win national awards. He might, heck, he might get National Defensive Player of the Year just just because of that. Yeah. So yeah, I think they called it a rebound. Did they? Is that what statistically is that what it went? I think so. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um well let's stay on this game just for a second. Uh, as you mentioned, Gary, Grady Dick, 0 for seven from the field. I think 0 for five or six from three, his worst shooting performance as a as a Jayhawk. But uh, you know, Jalen Wilson and Kevin McCullough gave post-game senior speeches. Of course, senior night is only for seniors. It's not for players that might not be back the following year uh, because of decisions that they might make. What's the feeling on Grady Dick? Was that his last game at Allen Fieldhouse? I'll let you either one take this. <laughs> um, I, I think so. Uh, I just think it's it's too hard to turn down the, the spot he's at or the draft. This is a very stacked draft class, I think. Um, and he's projected anywhere from 6 to 11. The only reason I could see him coming back is because he feels like, A, either Kansas uh, got left out early, you know, if they get knocked out early, and he wants to work on his game. And next year's draft class, I think 2024, is supposed to be really weak. So theoretically, he could rise up the draft boards. But I think just logically speaking, you know, if you're projected top 10, top 11, top 12 pick, in most mock drafts, it's hard to guarantee and come back and say, hey, guys like Jalen Wilson, Kevin McCullough are leaving, and then we have a bunch of young guys coming in. What if that impacts my production? What if that impacts my efficiency? You know, And then he falls down draft boards because of the fact that he doesn't have the supporting cast. Um, and I don't know if Grady Dick is ready to be the number one option on an NCAA team right now. Um, so I, I think I'd be surprised if he comes back. But – He's hyper focused on helping with the chaos, uh, Kansas win a title. I mean, I asked him point blank about it for the uh, Grady story did a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "I mean, that's great, man. I, I appreciate it, but you know, I just want to win and I want to leave a legacy behind." And I think he's focused on leaving a legacy of doing whatever it takes for however long he was here, at Lawrence. Yeah, the t- TV cameras always find the parents when they're at the game. Oh, they're always at the game, but when especially a game at Allen Fieldhouse, the TV cameras find Grady's folks. Um, uh, any any sense, Gary? What uh, what great? Oh, I would just say they usually leave if if you're a lottery pick. Uh, you got to go. You know, like Kelly Oubre even didn't have the greatest year at KU. Grady's had a great year, but uh, generally speaking, if 
And they find out now through the NCAA. I mean, the NBA tells these guys pretty much what's going on. Uh, Bill Self will probably, he would probably prefer they make the decision right away rather than test the waters because he's going to have to, you know, rebuild his roster and he, he needs to know what he needs coming back. But uh, sometimes they test the waters and then they end up coming back, but it works both ways. He's going to need to know what's going on with his roster, but uh, it all depends. If he's a lock to be in the lottery, I would think he's gone for sure. The only difference nowadays is uh, with NIL money, he'll be rich either way. I mean, he's got a lot of deals already, but uh, I would think for sure he's gone. I agree. No reason to come back if you're, if you're projected top 15 and, um, and and I don't, Gary, maybe I'm, I'm missing somebody, but I can't think of anybody who came back who would have been a lottery pick for Kansas. I don't know if anybody ever does that. I mean, the, the information is too good now that uh, yeah. that they receive, and you, um, you you just get great feedback. So if if it if it continues to be true that he you know he'll you know looks like a lottery pick, then I, I think it's a I think you have to go. You know, it's not a it's not a heart thing. It's a it's a mind thing. You better you better go while you can and while your value is as high as it is. Yeah, that's that's about it as far as. Uh, the money, you know, if you are lottery, that's the jackpot. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Okay, um, you know, Kansas plays at Texas on Saturday, but there's a big game before that, and it's tonight with Texas going to TCU. It's going to be a tough game for the Longhorns. They they have to win to be in a position to share the championship with Kansas by beating the Jayhawks on Saturday. But if Texas loses tonight, uh, um, Kansas will have a two-game lead with one to play, and I'm no math major. Um, I believe that will give Kansas the outright title. Um, could that possibly affect what Kansas, how they pr- approach Saturday's game with, if, if they've got, um, if they've got the the title locked up, uh, you know, by themselves, does it change the way Bill uses his uh, rotation? Does he get minutes to, for more guys? Cause they got a lot of basketball coming up in the next couple of weeks. What do you, what do you think, Shreyas? 
Um, I think it could. I think you could see some guys like MJ Rice, some of the other bench guys who don't get as much burn, get more burn. Um, but it just from being around Bill for the last three months, it's hard for him to give up the chance to win a game if you have the chance to win a game, you know? And uh, I think somebody asked me something similar. Like, oh, if Kansas wins the Big 12, should they take it, uh, you know, put on the brakes a little bit in the Big 12 tournament? Uh, and just rest up for the NCAA tournament. I was like, I don't know. I'm a big fan of continuity and building big habits and good habits. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he just like, hey, this is the last regular season game. I'm not, I might not put in the a thousand percent effort like I usually do, but I will still go hard to win because I want to end the season on a good note um, and build the habits that will continue on to the tournament, which are which is less than a week away. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, he said today or yesterday that he's going to sit back, sip a cocktail and watch the TCU Texas game. And he's earned that right. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a fun game to watch. And, and Texas has kind of flundered a little bit lately with that loss of Baylor. I think Ken Palm has been projected to lose this game, too, as well. Um, funnily enough, they have them projected to win uh, the game against KU on Saturday. Uh, but it, it's fascinating how Kansas put themselves in the position to be the person that can sit back and watch and not the ones standing watching. If I know Bill, that cocktail is a Miller light, but, uh, <laughs> and, and Gary, he doesn't, Bill doesn't have a history of, uh, of, you know, pulling off the gas. Does he? I mean, he'll, he'll continue to, no matter the circumstance and Trace is right. Even the big 12 tournament, you know, he's, he's rested guys a little bit, but those are guys that have had injuries, kind of nagging injuries over the years. But I, I don't, he, if there's, if there's a game to be played, he, he goes all out to win it, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And the only thing that would be is if a guy, let's say, was injured and it was smart to hold him out for the Big 12 tourney, he might do that. Might, because uh, if the trainers and doctors say a guy's ready to go, they play him. But, uh, yeah, his style is to play each and every game and – and deal with the roster as it comes if anybody gets hurt or is tired because uh, his rotation wasn't all that big last year, winning it all. And like I said, last night they only played eight guys again. Seven played meaningful minutes. Ernest played seven minutes, Joseph nine, and Bobby Pettiford only three. So not much of a bench. But uh, I think they'll try to win the Texas game no matter what. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, and and you know the a short rotation is is probably you know once you get through the conference tournament, no matter what the outcome is, if you play three or you lose in the semis or even losing the first game, you know once you get to the NCAA's, the short bench I think is 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 what you want. The games are a little bit more looser called. The the timeouts are longer. You. It's just set up better for uh, for for like a seven man rotation than the regular season is. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll have plenty of time to discuss that uh, next week and the following weeks as Kansas gets ready for its uh, annual march through the madness. A um, couple, just one more little basketball note, and I want to get Shreyas to talk about uh, the football complex. But um, is there a um, you know this? Couldn't talk about it until Kansas had it clinched, but um, but does uh, Gary does 
uh, th- does this team seem like it's in a similar position to last year's team? And we were, nobody knew Kansas was going to go on to win the national championship, but you know they 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 have a similar record to last year's team. They're they're going to go into the Big Twelve tournament probably as the number one seed. I don't know if that's clinched if they tie with Texas if who gets the one, but um, th- does this have a feel uh, of the same group as last year? Uh, sort of, but nobody really knows. Like everybody has proclaimed the big 12 so much better than every other league that when KU gets to play other teams, you know, it might be quote easy or something. And, uh, KU is battle tested with all these close games again, but, uh, you know, how tough is the rest of the country? Are they going to play? With everybody so balanced, are they going to play somebody like Duke in the second game? <laughs> or Kentucky, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. or Missouri again or something. Yeah. So the feel is that they want to they, – they're dying to play somebody outside the Big 12, but you got to wonder how that's going to go. I mean, Indiana, KU's already beaten this year. Uh, so I would say – it's kind of an unknown feel uh, compared to last year. I think uh, the fact that they could play two games in Kansas City is interesting. You always want that home crowd around, even though KU hasn't had the greatest luck playing tournament games in Kansas City all the time. So I don't know. I mean, first round, you would assume an easy win. And then with all these named schools <laughs> possibly being in the way, who knows? Uh, yep. KU Duke round t- in the round of 32, very interesting. So, or all these other teams out there. So I, I would say this time, I really don't know. I think Wilson is kind of like an Ochai and he could uh, be destined to make the final four again. Uh they still have uh, some holes. Dewan Harris is so good, you know. Don't count him out either. He he's just loving the fact that he's under the radar, and he could be a point guard that goes back to two Final Fours. But I really don't know, Blair. This one is weird. Um, the Big Twelve is so tough. It's jaded every. It's not jaded, but it's made people wonder: Are these Big Twelve teams just going to crush everybody, or? Is is somebody going to get them right away? I don't know. Right, right. The other the other difference, of course, between this year and last year is last year's team had a big man, established big man. This one, doesn't. yeah. So um, that's you know, Kansas has done a wonderful job working around that. But but uh, you know, we saw how valuable David McCormick was to this team a year ago, especially in the championship game. Um, all right, Shreyas, let's let's talk about uh, let's switch sports for a moment and talk about the. Uh, there was a media opportunity as Kansas unveiled the uh, the improvements or renovations for the Anderson Family Football Complex. You were out there. What did you see? And what's what? Uh, uh, how impressed were you with the upgrades? I mean, honestly, pretty impressed. I remember about almost roughly a month ago, Goff came on my Twitter Spaces and he said uh, that the Anderson Family Football Complex were going to you know rival any other one in the country after the renovations. And they've gone out. I think they've done that. They've increased the locker room space, uh, 6,000 square feet to 8,000. 
Um, they're bringing in more uh, weight room racks. I think they went from 12 to 16. Uh, they're investing heavily in sports science. Um, it seems like, you know, it's not just about, obviously, about the future, but it's something that Goff mentioned and, and Lance has mentioned is they're trying to reward the team that has gotten them to relevancy, trying to reward the team that has become and put Kansas football back on the map. Um, and I think this is, this will go a long way to doing that. And obviously, I think it'll help out in the recruiting world uh, in the next couple of years. Yeah, look, this is coming from um, a writer who went to Georgia. So you know a thing or two about, uh, about football facilities. So uh, good to see that Kansas uh, is investing in, in the football program. Gary and I have been hearing about it forever, and, and they've mostly taken sort of small steps and over the years, uh, it's it's good to hear that the talk's a little bit bigger and and the plans are a little bit bigger this this time around. All right, hey Shreyas, remind us how uh, folks can get in touch with you in a kind of a little bit of a chats type session. Yeah, absolutely. Every Wednesday, like today, I'll have a Twitter Spaces at seven p.m. Uh, I typically talk about uh, basketball, football, anything relevant in KU athletics. Uh, it's a fun little thing. I, I try to do it every week, and uh, it's, I think, an opportunity for people to ask questions, give their thoughts, give their hot takes, and I like to give a little bit of mine and you know, do a little back and forth, and uh, a lot of the stuff that we do on there goes in that Friday mailbag that I put out, so uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, and, and recently, as you mentioned, you had uh, Kansas Athletic Director Travis Goff uh, with you, which was uh, nice uh, I enjoyed that. So, uh, so occasionally with, uh, you know, with guests and good oh, information. Yeah. Yeah. I was on for about a couple of weeks ago to talk K-State, uh, Kansas after that, uh, Jayhawks W. So, uh, definitely trying to get more guests and get it, uh, more consistent, get more voices in there, but it's, uh, it's a fun thing to do. And I think definitely a great thing for any Kansas fan to check out. All right. Great stuff from Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada. It is March 1st, which means it is March Madness Month and no better place to get your information about Kansas, the Big 12, all of college basketball than on the Kansas City Star and on KansasCity.com. Gary Shreyas, thanks for spending some time with us and we'll be having many chats over the next <laughs> week. Looking forward to it. Thank yes. you. Thanks for having us. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our producer, Randy Mason, for putting together today's show and to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada for sharing their insights. Morning Sports Edition was 30 pages today full of college basketball coverage, the NFL scouting combine, spring training, NBA, NHL, golf, you name it. It was in today's edition. Check it out at Live Edition. KansasCity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. Hey.